But open your Bibles up, if you would, to the book of Leviticus, chapter 16. And I want to continue on the series on the power of the blood of Jesus. You know, the Lord showed me something years ago, and I want to, I want to lay this into your spirit. The Lord showed me, he said, Larry, there's no power in ritual, but there's life-changing power in revelation. In other words, it's not the ritual that we go through, but the Bible says it's the truth we understand that will set us free. Can I have an amen? Amen. You know, every three or four months uh, down here in Dallas, New Beginnings, we do a weekend called Freedom Weekend, where I take people through seven steps of deliverance, where we go through breaking family curses, breaking generational curses. But the first thing I teach on the Friday that we start the weekend is what's called, what I call divine exchange. Jesus became poor so we could become rich. Jesus became uh, sin so we could become the righteousness of God. And you go all through that and everything that Jesus did, he did a divine exchange. He took it on himself so you and I could be made free. And I I know I say this all the time, and I know maybe it gets old in saying, but when I walked into church almost 30 years ago, it'll be 30 years in a couple months, I walked into that church a drug addict. I walked into that church bound by heroin and cocaine. But when I walked out of that church, I may have walked in a drug addict, but by a miracle of God, I walked out born again, a child of the living God. And if that's all that Jesus ever did for me, if all he ever did was come and say, Larry, I forgive you for everything you've done. And I know I say this a lot, but if that's all he ever did, I couldn't praise him enough. I couldn't worship him enough. I couldn't serve him enough. And to be honest with you, for a lot of years, that's what I was taught, that that's all he did. And then once you're a Christian, you're kind of on your own. But I want you to know that The divine exchange isn't just Jesus went to the gates of hell so we could go to the gates of heaven. But the Bible says that from the moment Jesus said, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. And I want you to hear me on this. He walked a road of suffering. The name of that road that Jesus walked from the Garden of Gethsemane all the way to the cross is called the Via Dolorosa. And what that means is Jesus walked a road of suffering. The name of the road, it's literally called the way of suffering. But the reason why Jesus walked that is not just to forgive us of our sin. Like I said, if that's all that he ever did, if all that he ever did was come and say, your sins are washed away, how many know it'd be worth serving him the rest of our lives? But Jesus walked a road of of suffering to do a divine exchange so you and I could have a life more abundant, a life full of joy, a life full of blessing, a life full of health, a life full of of prosperity. Jesus walked a road of suffering so you and I could walk a road of blessing. Somebody give me an amen. amen. That's why it's so important, and I know many of you have heard this, but many watching by television have never heard it. But we, we, we all sing, we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We all talk about being redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. But if you ask most Christians, 
How many know we're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? They say, oh, absolutely. But then if you ask them, what does redeemed mean? They really don't know. It sounds good, but if we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, then we need to know what redeemed means by that blood. Can I have an amen? amen? If we're deemed something, that means we're seen as this. God sees us as the children of his promises. But in the Garden of Eden, we lost that. When Adam and Eve blew it for all of mankind, God threw them out of the garden and the curses of this world came on us. Now through the blood of Jesus, we are redeemed or we are seen again. God looks at you and I and he sees again children of the covenant promises, children of blessing, children of abundance, children of healing, children of miracles. We are re-seen again, not by the death of Jesus, but by that precious blood that he walked and shed on the Via Della Rosa. Give me a, a loud amen this morning. That's why I want you to realize that my people are destroyed for what reason? Lack of knowledge. And so if we were to say to most people, and you, most of you know this, but if we were to say to most people, where did Jesus shed his blood? Almost every time people say he shed his blood at Calvary. But I want you to realize in this journey, as you and I, the next several weeks, as we take a walk up the Via Della Rosa and realize that Jesus did not just shed his blood at Calvary, but Jesus Christ who redeemed us by his blood, shed his blood seven different times. Read with me in Leviticus chapter 16, just starting with verse 14. The Bible says, He shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the mercy seat on the east side. And before the mercy seat, he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger. How many times? Seven times. Now jump down to... uh, Um, Just for the sake of time, jump down to verse 19. Then he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger. How many times? Seven times and cleanse it and sanctify it from the uncleanness of the children of Israel. Now, you and I understand, if you've been in our teaching for a while, but I want to explain this a little bit for new people or people watching by television, that Jesus did not just shed his blood one time. But this is an illustration. Aaron was the high priest then. Jesus is our high priest now. The temple was made of stone then. You and I are the temple of God right now. Jesus is the lamb that washes our sins away. In the temple, Aaron would sacrifice the lamb. He would dip his finger in the blood of that lamb that washed the sins away. That's where most people are. Most people have come to Jesus and they say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. But he's not just the burden removing. He's also the yoke destroying power of the living God. He'll not only forgive us of our sin, but he'll break every curse that comes against our lives so that we can receive all the blessing paid in full by the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I have a loud amen? Aaron would take the blood, he would go into the mercy seat. This is where the power of God is released. And he would sprinkle the blood of that sacrificial lamb on the mercy seat seven different times. 
When Jesus shed his blood, if you walk the Via Della Rosa, you walk that road of suffering, you realize that Jesus himself shed his blood seven different times. We talked about the first one last week, that when Jesus went in the Garden of Gethsemane, as he prayed, he said, Father, if there be some other way, let this cup pass from me. We shared this last week, but I want to reemphasize it, that When Jesus was praying in the garden, he was actually not one person, but two people. He was God and he was man. Being God, he knew exactly what was going to happen to him. He knew they would arrest him. He knew they'd rip the beard from his face. He knew that they would, they would whip him until his bones and organs hung out his back. He knew they would kick, on, uh, kick him and spit on him. He knew that they would condemn him to death. He knew they would nail him to a tree. So you see, being God, he knew exactly what they were going to do to him. But being man, he didn't want to go through that. And so in the garden... The greatest battle between our will and God's will takes place. And the man part of Jesus cries out. And he says, Father, if there be some other way. But the God part of him knew there was no other way. Somebody was going to pay the price. Somebody had to come and set us free. Somebody had to be our one-time Passover lamb. Can I have an amen? amen? And the God part of Jesus rose up. It doesn't matter who you are. I feel in my spirit right now there are people watching by television or maybe somebody here and you would say, but Pastor Larry, you don't know the things that I've done. You don't know how bad of the sins I've committed. Let me tell you this, and I, I, this is not in my notes. This is by the Spirit of God. It doesn't matter what you did. No matter how deep your sins are, the blood of Jesus and the love of God goes deeper. Though our sins be as scarlet, there's nothing we can do to get rid of them. He will wash us whiter than snow. Can I have a loud amen? Jesus cried out and he said, Father, if there be some other way. But then he said, not my will, but thy will be done. Most of you know that when I walked into the church the first time, I was a drug addict. I had a ranch down in Columbia, South America. I was uh, smuggling drugs in the United States. I was hitting up with drugs 10, 12 times a day. I was doing cocaine and heroin. The world said I would never change. Once a junkie, always a junkie. But when I got saved, he didn't just forgive me of my sin, but he bought back my willpower. I know there are people right here that maybe you're here, or maybe you're watching by television, or maybe you have a loved one. And, and, and they can't break that habit of drugs or they can't break that habit of, of alcohol or maybe they've got that spirit of anger or depression. Nobody wants to be that, like that. I appreciate the people who say, just say no. But if you've ever been a drug addict, if you've ever been an alcoholic, if you've ever been bound by the spirit of anger or depression, you say no every day of your life. But there comes the time that we realize we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The world says you'll never change. Once a junkie, always a junkie. Like father, like son. You're just like your dad. You're just like your mom. But one day after I was saved, I was already born again. I realized that the blood of Jesus bought back my willpower. Jesus said, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. And he sweat great drops of blood. Somebody shout amen. In the garden, Adam lost our willpower. 
In the garden, God said, all of this is yours, but don't touch that bush, that's mine. Eve was beguiled, but Adam made a decision. And in sense, he said, Father, not your will, but my will. At that moment, Satan became the God of this world. You and I were to have the keys to the kingdom. You and I, through Jesus Christ and God the Father, were to have the authority. Listen, I'm telling you, I feel this. I wasn't planning on staying here this long. But there are, I feel this. There are mothers that are hearing my words, whether you're here watching my television. And you're saying, I don't know if I, my kids will ever get set free. I don't know if my kids are going to end up in trouble like their dad did or like their brother did. I feel this very strong in my spirit. Today, we're going to break that curse. And we're going to put the blood of Jesus on the door of your family. The Bible says when Israel was coming out of Egypt, God said, take the blood of the lamb and put it on the door. I know most of you have heard this, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling prophetic right now. God said, take the blood. There's somebody that's hearing this that's going to have a miracle breakthrough. Your kids, your husband are coming off. God said, take the blood, put it on the door. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. The Where we get that word Passover, folks, is from the word Peskah, the Hebrew word Peskah. And it does mean Passover, but it's deeper than that. God said, when I see the blood, I'm going to put the blood of the Garden of Eden. I'm going to put the blood where Jesus bought our willpower back on the door of my family. And God says, when I see that you understand the blood... I will stand in front of your kids and I will forbid drugs and I will forbid heroin and I will forbid anger. I will forbid it to come back in. Somebody give the Lord praise. I will forbid it. Do you understand what he's saying? Adam lost our willpower. But in that garden, Jesus said, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. And he literally... He literally sweat drops of blood, and you and I have been redeemed. We have been seen again as children who walk not in this world. We may be in this world, but you and I are not of this world because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a clap offering and say amen. <laughs> after, they, after they arrested Jesus in the garden, they then took him to Pilate. Pilate not willing yet to condemn Jesus to death. You know, the Bible says all things work together. I love Romans 8, 28, church. No matter what we're going through, if you keep your eyes on the promise and not the problem, all things work together for good. Can I have an amen? Amen. Not willing to condemn Jesus yet to the cross, Pilate condemns Jesus to be tied to the whipping post and beaten with 39 stripes. Have you ever wondered why it is Pilate said 39? I mean, why not 35? Why not 40? Why 39? You know, when I first got saved, we had, I was a brand new Christian, and an an old missionary doctor from Africa came in to teach on healing. And he made a statement that I've held on to for almost 30 years. He said, of every known disease, known to mankind from the beginning till now, every disease known to man comes out of one of 39 root diseases. It may have been an issue of blood in Jesus' day. It may be AIDS today. It may have been leprosy in Jesus' day. It may be cancer today. It doesn't matter. 
That's why when they laid the stripes on Jesus, it wasn't one stripe, but it was like a cat of nine tails. And so when it hit 39 times, it spider webbed out. And when they laid that whip on Jesus' back, the blood of the Lamb of God once again came forward to break every curse. Last month, we had six people right here in this church, doctor documented, healed of cancer, delivered from that spirit because by his stripes, we were healed. Somebody give the Lord praise. This is one of the reasons, listen to me very quickly, this is one of the reasons why so many times people come for healing and they get well, but then they get sick again. The reason is, is we don't understand the seven. How many places? The seven places Jesus shed his blood because Jesus said we cast the devil out. We cast out that spirit of cancer. We cast out that spirit of diabetes. We cast out that spirit of sickness. But it comes back and it realizes that we haven't put the blood on our door and it comes back in. But today we're going to put the blood of Jesus from the garden and get back our children and our husband and our wives' willpower. We're going to put the blood of Jesus on the door and no longer when you go to the doctor, they will say to you, is there any family history of cancer? Is there any family history of diabetes? Is there any family history of sickness or mental disease? And you can say there used to be, but let me tell you about the blood of the lamb that is on the door of my family and who the son sets free is free indeed. Somebody give him praise. Listen to this. 1 Peter 2.24 says, By his stripes you were healed. This is a big mistake that we make. So many times we say, Lord, heal me. He said, you were healed. Lord, touch my body. He said, I already did. Lord, bring a healing. It's finished. The Bible says we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We enter into his courts with praise. So when the doctor comes, somebody's going to get a miracle right now. When the doctor comes and said, I've got bad news, you've got this or you've got that, and there's no cure, you need to turn around and find somebody you can agree with and say, yeah, you know what? I've got good news that by his stripes, I was already healed. Don't ask the Lord. Don't ask the Lord for a healing. Say, Lord, you know what the doctor said, but I want to praise you. I want to give you glory. Father, that by the stripes of Jesus, I'm already healed, and I give you praise for my miracle, and you enter into what he's already done through praise and thanksgiving. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Amen. <laughs> Listen to this. I-, I was reading this this morning, and... This, this, this revelation burst in my spirit. Listen, I, just, I was reading this this morning. Psalms 100, verse 4. Listen, let me read it to you. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Now, we always read that, but that's where we stop. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. The courts and the gates, if you're thinking biblical time, is where all the decisions are made. The rulers, the leaders, the elders sit at the gates. They sit in the courts. That's why when Jesus died on the cross, they put his body in the tomb, but he went to where? 
the gates of hell. Because he's not going to face some little demon. He's going right up to Satan and stomp on his forehead and steal the keys of life and death and give them to you and I. He went right to the main man. Somebody shout amen. And he whooped him. And he whooped him. Right? God teaches us we enter into his gates. We enter into his courts with prayer. We enter in to the miracle of God, the power of God. We enter into the throne room of God. How? By praise and thanksgiving. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Doesn't matter what the devil's trying to put on you. You need to just say glory to God because what Satan meant for evil, God is going to use it for good because it's already been paid for by the blood of the lamb. And I'm putting the blood on my house and the devil cannot come in and God is sealing his blessing in every area in my life, my family, my finances, and my body. Somebody shout amen. But watch this. That part, that part we usually stop. We enter in his gates with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with, with praise, but I, I, look, listen to the next part. And be thankful unto him and bless his name. Be thankful unto him. We enter into his gates with praise. We enter his courts with thanksgiving and be thankful to him. Father, I thank you for what Jesus did. And in that, now watch this, we bless his name. We sing that song all the time, bless the Lord, O my soul, but we don't realize what we're saying. Remember when Jesus said to Peter, who do you say that I am? Peter said, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. Peter's response, Jesus' response to Peter was, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. The word blessed in a Hebrew mentality means anointed and endued with power from God. So he says, when we praise him, Thank you, Lord, that my son is delivered. Thank you that that curse is broken. Thank you, Lord, that by his stripes I'm already healed. We endue or anoint his name with power into our lives, and the miracle of that blood is instantly released, and we are healed by his stripes and the power of his blood. Somebody shout amen. (laughs) Our faith, say my faith. Our faith releases God's power. Our faith releases God's power. Now watch this. John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word became flesh and lived amongst us. Now let me say that again. I'm going to show you something here. Some of you have already heard this, but those of the watching by television new, it's, it's going to change your life. In the beginning was the Word, the promises of God. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word became flesh. Jesus is the living Word of God. Jesus took our promises of healing, prosperity, of victory, of defeating anger, defeating addiction, defeating racism, defeating depression. Jesus took that logos, that written word, and he became flesh and he lived among us. Jesus is the rhema living word of God. Are we in agreement? Now watch this. The woman says, I've tried everything. 
I've gone to all the doctors, I've spent all my money, and I can't be made well at all. But then she sees the living word of God, the rhema word of God walking through the marketplace. And she says to herself, if I could touch the hem of his garment, I know that I would be made whole. Now the hem of his garment, let me, let me read this to you. Deuteronomy twenty two twelve, You shall make tassels on the borders or the hem of your clothing. Numbers fifteen thirty one. Speak to the children of Israel. Tell them to make tassels on the hems or the corners or the borders of their garments. Jesus, our Rabbi Messiah, our Jewish Messiah, has something like this on. He's walking through the marketplace. The woman who is a Jewish woman knows the prophecy in Malachi 4. One of those great prophecies, and I want you to receive this in the name of Jesus. One of the great prophecies of the coming of the Messiah is Malachi chapter 4. He will come with healing in his wings. Now the word wings and the word garment and the word corners and the word hem are the exact same words. So the woman said, if I could touch the hem of his garment, if I could touch the corner of his garment on these tassels, for those that are watching and haven't been in our teaching on Jewish roots, these are the promises of God. These are the directions of God to lead us into his goodness, into his blessing, into his peace, into his joy, into his prosperity, into his health and healing and wholeness in every area of our lives. Every one of these knots represents the 613 teachings of God. The woman knew the word of God. She knew that when the Messiah came, he would bring healing in his wings. And she said, if I could touch the hem of his garment, if I could touch his wings, I know I'd be made whole. And she went through the crowd, and she pushed herself, and she crawled, and she reached up and touched the promises of God. Because in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, but now the Word has become flesh. And he's brought healing in his wings. Somebody shout amen. The Bible says that Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? The disciples said, what do you mean, Rabbi? Everybody's touching you. People are pushing. It's crowded. He said, no, I felt faith touch me. I felt somebody say, I don't care what the doctors say. I felt somebody say, you know what? We're going to do everything the doctors tell us to do. But by his stripes, we're already healed. And I'm going to enter into that with praise and thanksgiving. I'm going to enter into it and bless his name and release the anointing and the power and the healing that comes on his name. I know the doctor said, your son's a junkie. And once a junkie, always a junkie. I know the world says you'll never change. But the word says there's healing and deliverance in his wings. And who the sun sets free shall be free indeed. Somebody give him praise. (laughs) That woman touched him and the Bible says she was made every way whole. Listen to this. Matthew 14, 36 says, as many as touched the hem or the wings of his garment, they were made, listen to this, listen to this, perfectly 
whole. I know that this morning we're talking about deliverance of drugs and alcohol. We're talking about deliverance of anger, depression. I know we're talking about by his stripes we're healed. But when I read that scripture this morning, when they came, just like the woman with the issue of blood, who had tried everything, nothing worked. She saw the living word of God. She saw the rhema of God come walking. She said, if I could just get to him, I know I'd be made whole. And then another passage, what we read in Matthew, said everyone who touched the hem of his garment were made perfectly whole. Maybe there's a need in your life of deliverance. Maybe there's a need of deliverance and freedom in someone you love. Listen to me. God's not mad at you. God does not hate the sinner. God does not hate the person who's made a mistake. Can I have a loud amen? Amen. I I love to tell this to people, and I know it upsets upsets church people sometimes, but the person who's not doing well in God, they're not our enemy. They're our purpose. They're the whole reason why we're here. You may be the Larry Huck that was bound by drugs and bound by alcohol and bound by violence. And maybe somebody invited you in this morning or somebody came and turned on your television. You're watching by television. When I walked into that church, Jesus didn't look at me and say, get away from me. You're too unclean. Jesus said, welcome, son. I came down to that altar, a drug addict, but I walked out of that church born again because Jesus makes us whole. How many receive it? Give the Lord a clap offering. God bless you. We're going to pray in just a minute. We got to break the curse. Then we got to put the blood of Jesus because what that blood does, folks, is it keeps the enemy from coming back in. But it doesn't just keep the enemy out. It seals the blessing in. But next week, I'm going to talk to you about the promise of prosperity through the blood of Jesus Christ. What we've got to do is we've got to break every family and generational curse that is stealing our finances. When we kill the weeds, then we'll finally be able to receive and reap the harvest. And part of that harvest, poverty is not part of God's plan. Prosperity is part of God's plan. Can I have an amen? Give the Lord a great big clap offering. Amen. I want you to stand with me right now. I want you to stand with me all over the building. And those that are watching by television, I want you to come in agreement with me. And we're going to pray a prayer. And we're going to pray a prayer of salvation. We always say this together. But I want you to come in agreement. And I don't, I don't need you to raise your hand. But maybe you're here and you need the willpower to be the power of the blood of Jesus to come and set your willpower free. Maybe you have a child that's not serving God or a a loved one, a husband or a wife and drugs or alcohol or anger, depression has come in. People say all the time, Pastor Larry, if I could see a miracle, I'd believe. You're looking at a miracle. Here's the front of a miracle. Here's the back of a miracle, side of a miracle, a top with still hair on it miracle. Maybe you need a breakthrough. They, and, and I know I say this all the time, but you know, Revelations chapter 12 says they overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. My testimony is I walked in the church, a drug addict, full of anger. 
I walked out of the church, a child of the living God, and the blood of Jesus then began to set me free. And God is no respecter of persons. If he'll do it for one of us, he'll do it for all of us. Can I have an amen? But also, there are people here, or maybe watching by television, and the doctor has told you there's no hope. You, you need a miracle. Let me say this again. By his stripes, we were healed. We may be in this world, but cancer and diabetes and these things, I don't care if you've prayed for, for 10 years about this. I want you to claim the miracle of the blood of Jesus. Don't look for a man to lay hands on you. We'll lay hands and we'll come in agreement and we'll anoint with oil. But what we're not looking for is a miracle through a man. We're looking for a miracle that has already been paid for in full by the blood of a lamb, not a man. Do you understand? We'll come in agreement. We're going to come in agreement. But I want you to claim the blood of the lamb. And I want you to take, and I, want you, I know this maybe sounds corny. But I want you, as we're praying, to have your eyes closed. And I want you to picture the hyssop. And and maybe sometime I'll have a chance to teach it. They took the hyssop and they dipped it in the blood of the lamb and they put it on their door. The hyssop was for cleansing and purification. It's a a miracle of God. A man can... Listen, you and I don't have enough power in ourselves to blow the fuzz off a peach. But the blood of Jesus has already taken care of it. Somebody shout amen. It's already taken care of it. And I don't care how many times you tried. I feel this very strong in my spirit. I feel this prophetically in my spirit. There's somebody here, somebody watching and say, well, I've tried this a hundred times. Well, today's going to be different because today you're not going to try it. Today you're going to receive it and you're going to enter into it with praise and thanksgiving. Lift your hands up all over the building, everywhere, and those watching by television around the world. Say this out loud. Say, Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. I know that I've sinned. We've all sinned. But I know this. You love me so much. You sent Jesus Christ to pay the price in full for all my sin right now. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Now say this with authority. Satan, get out of my life. Get out of my mind. Get out of my body. Get out of my spirit. Get out of my life. Get out of my family. Get out of my home. Get out of my future. I declare in the name by the blood every curse every family curse is broken and reversed I apply the blood of Jesus my willpower on me my family is paid in full by the blood of Jesus in the garden by his stripes I am already healed I receive a miracle right now in the name and by the blood of Jesus sickness disease you must leave today by faith I have touched 
the hem of his garment and I have been made every 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 way whole in Jesus name amen and amen now give him a great praise give him a great praise We're already, we're already about seven minutes over, but I, I feel this very strong. Lift your hands towards me. And those that are watching by television, I feel very strong. So many times we pray for a healing, and, and, and sometimes it is a healing, but sometimes we need to break the spirit of infirmity, the curse of infirmity. It's not just a sickness. It's a spirit of infirmity. He cast the deaf and dumb spirit out of the young man, and he began to speak and see. Father, I break every curse. I break every spirit that's tried to land on our people, on your children, on my brothers and sisters. I remove that curse of infirmity right now. I remove the curse of addiction. I remove the curse of depression. I remove the curse of anger. I remove it. And now, Father, I smear the door of their lives, the door of their hearts, the door of their family and their children. I smear it with the precious blood of the Lamb of God. And Satan, you must pass over. For from this moment on, the Father stands at the door of our family and he refuses you to have any touch on that family ever. Oh man, there it is. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody give God praise and shout, I'm free. Somebody shout, I'm free. Let let me say this. I feel this very strong in my spirit. How many of you are being attacked? I mean, it's not just, it's, I mean, right now you're under attack in your family, in the area of, of children having a real hard time. Lift your hand up. We're going to break that right now. Put, put your hands down. I, I, I don't usually do this. Forgive me if I'm keeping you too long, but I feel the spirit of God. How many of you are being attacked in your body, physically, in your family, in your family? I mean, it's just one after another right now. Uh, let me tell you something. I got up this morning to come preach on healing and woke up the devil trying to put the flu on me. That's not a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. That's the enemy, but he's a liar. And he's the father of all lies. How many of you have, are having your finances attacked? And you need a, you need a real breakthrough. Okay, let's, let's get this done right now, and then we're going to go into it next week. Father, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke this demonic attack that comes against our children and against our grandchildren. Father, you said by your word that not only would we serve God, but our families will all be serving God. I remove that curse that tries to attack the younger generation in the name of Jesus. I remove it right now in the name of Jesus. I break that curse where the devil said our kids are going to jail, where the devil says our kids are going to be drug addicts, where the kid devil says our kids are going to have babies out of wedlock. I rebuke that and I reverse that curse. Our babies are going to be preachers. Our babies are going to be businessmen and women. Our babies are going to be great men and women of God. Our babies are going to be healed 100% in the name of Jesus. 
I rebuke the attack on our bodies. Father, I rebuke every assault. Somebody, and I, excuse me for taking long. Somebody right now, you have a child that you've been weeping over. You've been crying over. This child is just sick all the time. That curse is broken right now in the name of Jesus. That spirit, I know it by the spirit of God. There is, there is a mom and dad. There is a mom and dad that you have, your child has been so sick and so sick and so sick and so sick that it's almost gotten to the point. Now, I'm telling you this by the Spirit of God. It's almost gotten to the point that you you would just want your child to go and be in the hands of Jesus. You don't want to see your baby suffer anymore. That miracle, I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, that miracle is broken. That curse is broken right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I break the curse off of our finances. I break the curse of not enough. I break the curse of barely enough. I beg the curse of just enough. And Father, I release us into the promised land of more than enough in every area, in our lives, in our businesses, in every area, in Jesus' name. And all God's people shouted, give the Lord a clap offering.